0: We are starting in 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: 1. Broadcast starting. Good job.
2: (laughs) You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio.
1: Don't be a juice bag.
0: Do it. Do it. Come on, kill me. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. This is called Pirate Radio. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. Housewares. <laughs>
2: Wayne, you gonna win on this?
1: Oh, well, there's nothing better than a fart,
0: except kids falling off bikes, maybe. I could watch kids fall off bikes all day. I don't give a.
1: It's a called pirate radio. But Peter, why would they make you president?
0: Well, maybe it's because I can recite all fifty states in a quarter of a second. This is called pirate radio. Before we get started,
2: does anyone want to get out? You're like, oh,
1: these are stupid
0: guns. Guns uh, are for jerks. <laughs> this is called Pirate Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is The Great Geek Refuge, and my name is Mike Lunsford. So, this is our podcast, The Great Geek Refuge. It is GGR, Pirate Radio. I am joined this evening by the lovely and talented Mr. Steve Monick.
2: Just sit here with my son podcasting and the cat's in the cradle and the
1: silver (laughs) spoon. (laughs) We're also joined by GGR alum and wonderfully talented artist Mr. Andy Barsh.
0: I'm sitting here with my half-drunk diet coke
1: and the cats and the cradle and the silver. Okay.
0: No, no, no. Just for the taste of it.
1: Diet Coke. That was pretty good. Well done, Andy. Thank, Thank you. you. Getting nostalgic, too. I like that. Hey, that reminds me. Guess Uh-oh. what we're, we're two weeks away from, guys? Halloween. Halloween. Well, that, yes. And then also, as far as GGR is concerned, another month of Nostalgia November, which... If you're unfamiliar, that's okay. We, we, we can, we can respect that. But nostalgia November is something where all of us, and that that's me, that's Andy, that's Steve, that's Vic, that's our new contributors, James Rambo. Um, I mean, hell anybody who, whatever, who wants to do one, um, we get nostalgic about whatever, whether it be movies, whether it be TV, whether it be video games, we just gush about one of the things that we love so very much. Uh, and Stay tuned because we'll have lots of cool stuff. Uh, we'll even be posting the older um, articles that we did uh, from prior, from Nostalgia November's gone by. Uh, so you guys can join us with uh, all of our geekery when it comes to those sorts of things. So like weird side note with that before we jump into the geek sheets. Um, Nostalgia November, I, the, one of the first articles I ever did was one about uh, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. So, Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I'm not sure why. I don't know what it was because the show is not popular. Um, it it caught this weird wave. And all of a sudden, it was like we had like 4,000 page views just on that article alone. I, I I don't know why. It just like everybody wanted to read that particular article. And like it's not even like it was that good. It was like the first article I ever wrote. Um, but it was like people just – Does this read... have
2: anything to do with our Oregon connection? Like are people from Oregon – Especially huge fans of Captain Power, and that brought them to the site, and then all of our, you know, explosion thereafter has happened because of that.
1: It's a possibility. I I don't know. Um, um, maybe. I mean, we'll have to find somebody who's in Oregon who can answer that for me. Um, it's an it's an interesting question for sure. Um, I have a couple organs. Yeah, like your lungs and your spleen, and yeah, organs. Yeah. yeah.
2: In the in the big pipe one that in the corner,
1: <laughs> the pipe organ. <work. laughs> I always like seeing those in comic books though, the the Oregon stories. Like you know, he didn't become Spider Man until Uncle Ben died. Oh, nothing. Okay, fine. Uncle Ben died. What? Spoilers. Okay. On that note, let's let's stop with this uh, chicanery. Let's go ahead and start the Geek Sheets. Steve, I'm going to hit the music, and then when the music's done, you can go ahead and jump right in, okay?
2: It's time for the Geek Sheets. Here's the big news this week in the geeky nerdy world.
1: And now, for this week's installment of the Geek Sheets, here's Steve Monica
2: Uh, well, uh-huh. Sorry, I fell asleep. What's happening? Oh, just kidding. Geek Sheet time. Let's do it. Woo! Um... So, we're starting off here. We talked about Iron Fist a couple different times in a couple different topics, scenarios, different pieces of information about it. We won't be talking about it anymore because after season two, it has hit the trash bin. It has been canceled. Uh, So this is just kind of our time to debrief and talk about what we think's going to happen, or blah, blah 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 blah. But. We can talk about some speculation because there's definitely some plausibilities of why it got canceled out there. My opinion is that Netflix makes money based on getting new and keeping current subscriptions going. And I feel like with their content, because I looked it up, they spent eight bil- $8 billion, I think, this past year on original content. Wow. But they were still able to outpace their expected performance for the year Uh, so obviously spending money on their original content is working this is one that probably had some of the biggest fan reaction in a kind of a unanimous meh and i don't think meh is good enough to get new and keep subscriptions they need things that are like wildly topical so like they've had a couple of like late night shows with different hosts and those probably have a huge spike at the beginning and then trail off because like all of the talk show ones that started out like uh the michelle wolf one the uh joel McHale one they just had a norm mcdonald one i'm sure that's gonna last one season they get the big spike from whatever demographic they're looking at and those get dropped off so who cares and then they have their amazing really well crafted films and tv shows that carry on. So the other Netflix uh, Marvel series uh, lost in space, probably got a huge chunk of people hooked and they're making a second season of that. Something that's just kind of stable in the middle, which is even the second season. I don't know if that's enough for them to really warrant spending some of that money on.
1: Well, like you got to think that with iron fist too, they had an, there's like kind of a built in audience with iron fist because you've got your Marvel people. So they're going to watch it pretty much no matter what. I really don't feel like, even even as as quote-unquote bad as the first season was, I feel like people were still tuning in. And the second season, maybe we they lost some people, but, I mean, it did have a really, really big rebound. But I think the first season was so poorly reviewed that unless it had been like a 97% um, rating, which it didn't get, it was like 53, um, there was no saving it. It would have had to have been incredible. And honestly, like... If if you really think about it, though, uh, and, and M.C. Brooks actually kind of us to this, too, when he was talking about his uh, visit to Baltimore con and Luke Cage himself, Mike Coulter, was saying that they're already talking about doing some different things with the Marvel series. And I don't think yeah. it was just I don't think it was just Iron Fist. I think that that's what they wanted to do all along is they wanted to kind of mix things up and change things up a little bit just to give a little bit of variety and it bummed me out like steve have you actually finished iron fest no oh, okay are you are you gonna or do you just not even care well i you know i've been
2: watching some other things now like a lot of the there's actually some pretty decent like current fall tv that yeah. goes on and with me and my wife's schedule we get like one maybe two episodes of something and for the evening and that's it Um, Because the little one has, you know, dominance over the the viewing selection. Yeah. Um, So after he goes to bed, like we'll catch you on an episode of Manifest or an episode of A Million Little Things or whatever. Um, And knowing that there's not going to be a season three, I'm kind of like, well, I can maybe kind of put that on the back burner. (laughs) I got time. There isn't as much uh, emphasis to get into it because it's like, I'll just wait and save my time until uh, Daredevil comes out.
1: Yeah. And I think, like, to kind of to kind of, to your point where you were like, what, you know, we've talked about this a lot. The reason why we talked about it a lot is because it was the hot topic. Because so many people had maligned this series and had issues with it. And just, like, you know, th- th- everybody was just like, oh, this is what's horrible. This is what's wrong. And, like, um, and I talk about it in the article. If you guys want to check it out, it's on greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, just go to articles. It's right there. Uh, my review of season two. But I get into some of the stuff about uh, season 1 as well, that was controversial. And honestly, we're not going to get into it on the podcast because I think it's been done to death. I'm kind of sick of it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think it's a non-issue, but at the same time, too, I'm not a person of color. And it's not really fair for me to say what is and what isn't an, an issue when it comes to representation of characters. All I'm saying is, is like I'm just kind of tired of it with comic book characters that were pre-existing. Um, it's it, it still... It still got to suck, though, to to have somebody like Iron Fist, who is emblematic of a, a really played out racist stereotype uh, trope from the 70s that is now dead, hopefully. But I mean, it, it kind of wasn't. And I think that that was part of the issue is people were really hoping for Marvel to do something innovative and creative. And they didn't. Um, but like, that's the other thing, too, is I really liked this character. I like what they did with him in season two. I liked where he was going. Um, there, there's a, I wouldn't say a cliffhanger, but there's some pretty exciting stuff that could happen in season three of this show that they really tease. And now we're not going to get to see it. However, here's Marvel's official statement. I'm gonna go ahead and read this, uh, courtesy of Mr. MC Brooks, who's listening right now in the chat room. Um, Marvel's Iron Fist will not return for a third season. Uh, everyone at Marvel television and Netflix is proud of the series and grateful for all of the hard work from our incredible cast crew and showrunners. We're thankful to the fans who have watched these two seasons and for the partnerships we've shared on the series. While the series on Netflix has ended, the immortal Iron Fist will live on. So we're going to see more of this character, and I'm sure that we'll see him in Luke Cage. I'm sure that we'll see him in Jessica Jones, maybe another Defenders series. Maybe we'll see him in Daredevil. Um, Maybe they'll do a Daughters of the Dragon. Maybe we'll do Heroes for Hire. We'll still see this. Um, So he's not dead. You know, as, as you know, to quote Star Trek, he's not dead as long as we have a way to remember him. Um, but I think a lot of people were just kind of pissed off in general. They didn't like the actor. They didn't like much of anything about it. So, Andy, do you have any opinion about Iron Fist? Did you watch any of it? Or
0: yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on like, because I I gave the show a shot and it just didn't grab my attention. It wasn't like horribly bad from what I've seen. It just you know. Like, Daredevil really grabbed my attention in the first few episodes. Jessica Jones grabbed my attention. Iron Fist just kind of lagged for me a little bit, and it just didn't, you know. But I, I hope they do do like a heroes for hire thing, because that's kind of what, you know, that's what happens in the store in the comic books. But they didn't really, like in Defenders, they didn't really show like any real chemistry between Iron Fist and Luke Cage all that much, which I thought was kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. They seemed, it seemed to be more like Daredevil and, and Iron Fist had more of a thing going which I thought was kind of weird, but maybe they'll follow it up in season three of Daredevil or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, by the way, um, I think that this is a perfect segue for us to tie into. That's available now on Netflix. So I don't know about you guys, but after I'm done with this, I'm, I'm going to pop on Daredevil and start trying to watch season three and get as far into it as I possibly can.
2: I Yeah, I might not be sleeping.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, um, I think, though, that you did get some personality and some chemistry between Luke Cage and Danny Rand in the second season of Luke Cage and it was actually like a lot of people have said that that Danny Rand is the best version we've seen is in another show so maybe they took that to heart and they were like you know maybe we should just have Danny as like a supporting character in all of these other shows and I mean I'm okay with that I mean like I think that would be kind of cool um
0: well thanks for ruining season two Luke Cage for me
1: I'm not ruining anything.
0: Jesus Christ. You you ruined it. I'm upset now. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I think. Go, ahead go, go ahead,
2: ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say that like I, I'm, I liked it. I liked Iron Fist season one. I liked Iron Fist season two. But it was not the best series by far. Now that I've seen all of them, it was it was definitely pulling fourth, maybe fifth, because Daredevil was better. Uh, Luke Cage was better jessica jones was better um and then like if you're ranking the se- the seasons even punisher was better like and punisher is not one of the defenders like every single thing that marvel has done has been better than iron fist so it's it's kind of hard when that's your your, you know that's the guy pulling up the rear you know it's kind of hard to justify keeping him around just because all the other ones are doing it you know like it's yeah yeah
2: i think we'd be remiss too though if we didn't point out some of the other theories that are floating around out there. Not saying that we necessarily believe them, but there's a lot of people out there saying like, well, the reason they canceled it is because they're getting a lot of pressure from Disney. Who's about to start their own streaming service and they're going to have MCU officially linked stuff. So like Scarlet witch and Loki, and this is the first domino to fall. And after all the stuff that's already in production and announced, like that's going to be it. And Netflix isn't going to be making any more. Even though they outright own the characters for these shows, I, I, I mean, it's not impossible, but I, I, I certainly don't buy it. I mean, what, what does Netflix owe Disney? Because they're like, hey, we're gonna pull all of our crap because we're gonna directly compete with you. Like, what benefit is there? What would make them want to play ball?
1: I don't know. Like, it's that's a really hard question to answer because who Disney is really strange with their properties. Like they are trying to get everything back because look at what they did with Spider-Man. Look at what they're doing with the X-Men. Look at what they're doing with the fantastic four. Like slowly, but surely they're trying to get all of the Marvel stuff back together. And maybe that's their plan with this. And maybe the contract was done a little bit better too. Maybe it was set up so that it wasn't like Fox where they outright own everything. I mean, it might be, I mean, honestly, you've done more research on this uh, than I have, Steve. Um how does that work with Netflix?
2: Well, I know for like already created shows, so not Netflix original stuff, they have uh a contract where they're allowed to show it for a certain like period of time and then they can either re-up it or not. So like a lot of times you'll see, all right, January 1 of whatever year on New Year's like all these shows that you were watching are now just gone because the the contract expired. So it like happened with Food Network a while ago, like all the Food Network shows were there and then they weren't because now they're all on Hulu and that's who they made the deal with. Now um, that Martin Netflix has their own studios, anything that they own, they have the rights to make like any other studio would. Um, So like television shows, it's just like if it's an ABC original and uh, if it's a movie, it's just like if Universal made a film, they own the rights to that. And obviously they have their own means of distribution. Um, the only thing I'm not sure of is like what the deal is with when they release it for home media. Like I know Daredevil, like the first couple of seasons are on Blu-ray. I don't know how the relationship works on that front. But for the streaming stuff, like they make it because they want to get those subscriptions. Like even if you're not utilizing their service, they're getting paid for it one way or the other. Um so it's I I analogize it a lot to like a gym membership. Like we just want people signing up. You use it as much or as little as you want, pal. But as long as you're paying every month, we don't care what you do. And here's all the little things we're gonna throw your way to entice you to have that membership and to and keep you happy. Yeah. Um. But they own outright these series and these characters as far as um you know making shows with them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, and and maybe this is all part of Disney's master plan, um, as some claim. Disney is like this evil, you know, monopolizing company that tries to control everything. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Like, I I think that that's a little far, a little reaching when it comes to that. But ultimately, I mean, they keep snatching up more companies and more products and they are the biggest name in entertainment now when you really think about it. So
2: Well, I think the Fox, the Fox deal, um, so many people are looking at like, wow, they're picking up all these Marvel characters that they sold off way back when, and and they can add that to the MCU. But I think a lot of people forget that they're now going to have the distribution rights to the original star Wars films in Indiana Jones as well. Uh, So when they have their platform, not only the new star Wars films that they're creating and, you know, from force awakens on, but now they'll have the original ones. So when you get their platform, boom, every star Wars film is
1: right there. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm so buying that Disney streaming service whenever it comes out. If they have access to all the Star Wars stuff, just the ability to watch any of the trilo- any of the Star Wars movies at any time, I'm I'm so in for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just I, I would have liked to have seen them do one more season of Iron Fist, but it's it'll eh, it'll be fine. You know, whatever. It's not like I'm. It's it's not the worst thing in the world because there, there's more content, and honestly, Daredevil's still my favorite. So. I'm just excited to watch that tonight. So that that's really the best part about all of this. Um, let's, I, I think really, unless anybody else has any thoughts about Iron Fist, Andy, Andy, is there anything that you have about the cancellation of Iron Fist?
0: Um, not really. I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe that, I mean, you kind of touched on maybe, maybe Netflix is going to be bought out by Disney maybe they'll own everything. But like, I don't mean that in like a, Oh, they're it's, they're evil. They're going to own everything. I just mean like, maybe they're just trying to, maybe they're trying to make people happy with, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to, I don't know. I got nothing, man.
1: Well, di- yeah. Diversify what they have, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's,
1: yeah. And You Netflix, know how to use words. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what I do. Um, yeah. And Netflix, and this is from MC Brooks on our chat room, which by the way, if you're listening, Hey, make sure you hop in the chat so we can hear what you think about the show too. Um, Netflix owns 50 percent of those shows. So it's it is kind of an interesting dichotomy. And maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want all of these shows canceled so that they have full control. I mean, it's why make why make 50 cents when you can make a dollar kind of thing. I, I don't know. I guess we I guess we shall see uh, ultimately what the fate of this whole thing is. Um, I guess we can move on because honestly, like I think this next one's bigger news anyways. So, Steve, this is this one's all you, buddy. Jump right in.
2: Yeah, um, and there's actually even a little bit more I can add to the story since the original article was published. Uh, So for the fans of what I would say is arguably the best DC live action business going on right now is is what's called the Arrowverse. Uh, The series Arrow started and then it kicked off and did a backdoor pilot to The Flash, uh, which then... Between those two, did another backdoor pilot to Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, And then over on CBS, they did Supergirl, which is now molded into this as well. With all those various properties, they're all contained within one. uh, It's not a cinematic. I guess it's a television universe. Uh, But every year now, and this is the – I can't even believe this is the fifth year that they're doing a a multi-property crossover where their characters are showing up in each other. And the story is contained over – typically one week, and you have to watch each show's episodes because they kind of bounce from from series to series to tell the whole story. And what's exciting about this year is this year is called Elseworlds. And so anyone who's familiar with DC Comics, you're kind of like, that's awesome. That's really cool. And for those who don't know, Elseworlds is basically a big fat what if. These are stories we can't really tell in our main story because it would jack stuff up, but we really want to tell it because it's super cool. Let's throw it over on our else worlds. Not going to be an issue. Um, and we, there's some set picks that we've seen with, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name. Is it Tyler Hocklin? Ho- Hocklin, I think it's, it's pronounced. He's the I guy think who plays Hecklin. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I can barely read, let alone pronounce uh, names. Uh, so he's the, the the actor who plays Superman on the Supergirl series. And they dropped a picture of him wearing the all black superman costume specifically for the elseworlds the piece i'm adding that wasn't in the geek sheets because it wasn't out yet but they're doing some kind of flip route too where steven amell who plays oliver queen the green arrow is wearing a flash outfit and grant gustin who plays the flash is wearing a green arrow getup yeah so like literally they're they're mixing everything around whether or not superman has died and come back for the black outfit or it's because he's an evil version of superman and that's who they're all teaming up to fight together because he's some earth two evil guy who cares the black outfit is awesome and if you actually look at the picture it looks really good um
1: yeah i think they did a
2: bang up job of it so who knows where they're gonna go with it usually these crossover events don't have as many lasting rippling effects as like the overall story that they tell in a season they kind of they're doing their thing. They all meet up together. Then they go back to doing their thing in their own individual series. But just like Elseworlds in the comics, cool. I'm going to go enjoy this one thing and watch how awesome it is. And then go back to what normally is, is going on in the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there's a, it's going to be awesome. Like I'm, I'm super excited about this. This is, I, I enjoy this show, these shows more than anything else. The only one that I really watch with any consistency is, uh, is the flash. Um, I'll check out an episode of Arrow every now and then, an episode of Supergirl. For the most part, The Flash. Like, I have just absolutely fallen in love with that series. And I do like this guy who plays Superman. I I think he makes a good Clark Kent. I think he makes a good Superman. And there's just... This is going to be fun. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And you can tell that the guys making it, too, are having a lot of fun. Like, just from the set pictures. Like, Grant Gustin looks like he is having the time of his life in that picture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and there's, yeah, I mean, and, and as MC Brooks is, is chipping in on the the chat room here, uh, this this year's crossover is only going to be three episodes. So we'll see a Supergirl, an Arrow, and then it'll be concluded on The Flash. And there's set photos, there's half-body and full-body set photos. Um, and there's a shot of Superman, Supergirl, and Flash attacking some villain. So there's there's... This is gonna be pretty awesome. Like I got a I got a really good feeling that this is gonna be a much better I wouldn't say much better, because the last one was really really fun too. The the Earth X with the Nazis. Like that was that was pretty cool too. And yeah. on top of I that remember the, too Yeah, go ahead Steve.
2: I was gonna say there was the, the one crossover that had Vandal Savage that in like brought the story of like Hawkman and Hawk Girl around and everything like that. It made me think of that one story me and you were, were fiddling around with for a while. Like, they bring in some pretty heavy-hitter characters and everything yeah. Um, with these crossovers.
1: Which, which by the way, that story that we were writing, um, I started telling uh, James Rambo about that, and he, like, lost his mind. He's like, oh, my God, that's so good. So the three of us might have to resurrect that and actually work on doing that because he's an, an incredibly talented artist. Not only that, we bring Andy Barsh into this. We have a, a four-way ridiculous power struggle of awesome – I can't even – come up with words for this is i'm so excited about the prospect of this so yeah Ed, that's another point too mc brooks brings up that we're also going to get batwoman this year lois lane is oh be yeah how year. did
2: i even how did i even forget about that yeah yeah uh what's her name ruby rose um uh, and and they're looking i believe they're introducing her as part of this but they're this is spinning off into her own show
1: yeah and on top of that too um, and again, let me just state this right now, because many, many nerds, I know how you guys are. Steve's like this. I'm like this. Andy's like this. We all love being 100% correct. Yeah. So let me state this very, very clearly. There is nothing confirmed. Nothing has been stated. Nothing has been released. None of that. But there is discussion that what we're seeing with Superman in this crossover might be the beginnings of a potential CW Superman series. And I've been, Superman's always been my favorite. He's always been my favorite since I was a kid. He's my favorite superhero by far across the board. And if they did this, I I would lose my mind. It would be the greatest thing ever. I would be so excited about this because I think that's the one thing that's missing. I think Superman honestly lends himself better to TV than he would to, um, to movies. I think he would be better on the small screen.
0: That's true. I I just saw a thing somewhere. I didn't look into it. I just saw like the headline that they're they're introducing Lex Luthor into Supergirl. So that's another that might lend a little more to that Superman show thing. And if they do that, I hope they don't like. I hope they restart the continuity a little bit. Like if you watch Supergirl, it kind of takes place after Superman stories and kind kinds of. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like I kind of I I want to go through the his stories with him you know
2: so for than... doing that i think i know the perfect casting for jor-el then dean kane
1: <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> that would work i mean he's already been superman so why not at this point point?
2: and i think he's come out recently and said that he'd be interested in working with
0: terry hatcher again and reprising their roles so who knows you know what would be an interesting idea is if they took made a, a DC animated movie that was just a sequel to Lois and Clark with everybody doing their voices.
1: That would be kind of fun. Just just a, a kind of a one-off just to give those guys one more chance at their characters.
0: Yeah, kind of because the, the yeah. series ended on like a somewhat of a cliffhanger about whether or not they could have kids or not. So I thought that would be kind of an interesting, you know, you know, just closing the book on that with like a real ending
1: yeah yeah. No, I think that would be kind of a fun thing for them to do um but overall like it, it's I, I'm glad that DC has some medium that, that, that seems to be working when it comes to crossovers and building like an overall like universe as opposed to what they're trying to do on the on the film side of things um and the TV series like I think that's the other thing too is, it, is there are some serious moments in that show in those collective shows but for the most part it, it really d- never takes itself too seriously and they're they're really comfortable just having it be fun and enjoyable and comedic, and not be this dark thing like the movies are trying to do. So maybe the movies need to take a a lesson from the TV series, and maybe that's why we're starting to see Aquaman that looks like it's just action adventure and tons of comedy, and same thing with Shazam where it looks like it's going to be really funny. Maybe, they yeah, they're they both like that.
2: they're they're both bright and shiny outfits and and sets and scenes, which is the same thing you see. You know, here, like Flash, you know, he's zipping around. How many different speedsters have there been? They all have their own different color lightning. Like, I mean, everything's bright and vibrant. Like you said, it is very, you know, four color comic book looking in a lot of ways to get yeah. like I, 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 I truly believe that's why Marvel has been so successful is because they've done everything they can to rip things right from the page of the comic book. And put it up on the screen, both in characterization and in look. And that's what these DC shows have been doing as well. They look very much like a real-world version of it, but not in a dark, gritty way. Like, if I took this person off the comic page and threw it into the real world, this is what it would look like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the only one that, that is the exception to that is Daredevil. But honestly, the way they did Daredevil, it was very, very similar to the comics until you got to his Daredevil suit that he has, like the armored one, and that was almost like what they did with Batman's suit in um, the Nolan Batman movies. Um, yeah. Which honestly was not a bad thing. It made it more realistic, which is, I think, exactly what they did with Daredevil, too. So it wasn't a bad thing in that particular instance.
0: Have you seen the the pictures of... I forget who it was. Uh, they were going to do a Daredevil TV show in like the late 70s, early 80s, and it has this dude dressed in Daredevil's costume, and it has another a woman dressed as Black Widow. Have you seen those? Um, yeah. No, the only
1: one that I've ever seen is the one where there was. Uh, it was was it Rex Smith that played it yeah. in, the, in the Incredible Hulk? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they. This looks. That makes these pictures make Rex Smith look like professional comic book pictures. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Yeah, I'm uh,
1: looking on. I'm looking on Google right now myself to see if I can find anything. Wait, no, is that? Are you serious? Like that first picture, is that where it looks like they're going to be doing some like dramatic retelling of it on like a Broadway stage?
0: I gotta uh, try to find it here,
1: if you Mike. It, I think
2: you. I think you just looked up Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark by
0: accident.
1: <laughs> if you type in Daredevil TV show seventies, the first picture is a guy. It, it's ridiculous. Oh, isn't the
0: he has these really long horns yes. on his head? Yes. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yes. What?
0: Yeah, it looks awful. Oh my god, that
1: looks horrible.
0: <laughs> I wish we were like a video podcast so we can show this cuz yeah. this is really fun. It's really bad.
1: Maybe maybe someday in the future. We're actually oddly enough that you say that, but uh FXBG Public Radio is actually working on um video content too. So we might actually be able to do one here very soon. Awesome. But yeah, it just looks like Will and Black Widow everyone jazz hands. Yeah, it really does. It's it's really cheesy. Steve, you might have to check it out. I'm I'm looking at it right now.
0: Yeah, okay, so you
2: know
1: exactly what we're talking about then, right?
2: I think Black Widow is wearing a wedding ring, so that's interesting. What? In that picture.
1: Yeah, she totally is.
0: Hmm. I what know? is going on here?
1: I don't know. That's it's just
0: they were just they're just photographs. They never ended up filming anything, but Thank God. Yeah, we're Similarly, there
2: was a there was a seventies Spider Man TV show, so if you want to look up pictures of how ridiculous he looked there. You
0: yeah. know what? I kinda like the seventies TV Spider Man because for the longest time that's the closest to a live active Spider Man show that, that we had before all these movies came out. I and mean I just, his yeah, I took looked that look
2: like they were drawn on with freaking Sharpie and he looks like he has like the bottom of a colander strainer for his eye pieces. Yeah. It's not it's not good. It's not. <laughs>
0: No, it's not. He looks like he has like a cowboy belt on and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 not great, but like I said, it it and like none of the supervillains show up at all. But like I said, that's all we had.
2: Like what it does is it makes you appreciate the the MCU that we have now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um kind of to go back to the the um crossover from the uh, the CW DC universe um Jensen Eccles from Supernatural was actually on set. So there's a little speculation that maybe we're going to see a Supernatural crossover. Or maybe he was just hanging out. We don't know. But, like, it, it's just kind of interesting that he was there, too.
0: I think they're all filmed in the general area. Like, I think it's all filmed in Vancouver or Toronto, something like that.
1: Yeah. I, all, all those shows. See, I know that, I know that um, The Flash, actually, is... Like, the city, like, Central City is in... I want to say it's Portland, is where that's filmed. Um, but that might be just, like, the... this Like, the... Hey, this is the exterior of Star Labs, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, they might all be in Vancouver. And, honestly, it's the Pacific Nor- Northwest, so Vancouver and Portland look very similar anyways, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as the Arrowverse... Steve which which is your favorite show of the of the Arrowverse?
2: Hmm. It uh, it's really close between Arrow and the Flash. Um I I started with the Arrow when season 1 came on Netflix when I was actually living down in Virginia. Um I mean this must have been what 2013, 2014, something like that. Um, cuz they're on season like 7 now. Um yeah, it's probably flash though. I think it's just a more fun, better made show with with a little bit more fun characters. I think I think when Felicity stood up out of a wheelchair, that was the part where I was like, I think I'm maybe done with this for a little while. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's the part where she gets jacked up, and then she makes like a little microchip, and like <laughs> me and Mandy joke about it all the time because like her and uh, you know uh, Oliver were dating for a while. And then they break up and she literally gets out of a wheelchair and walks out of the room. And I'm thinking like, dude, that is the harshest breakup of all time. Like literally a lady <laughs> regains the ability to walk just to leave you. <laughs> and I you was must like,
0: really screwed up.
2: I, yeah, I was like, that is so bad that she, she literally had to leave. like, So I made that joke, and then I was like, I don't think
0: I can watch this show anymore. I've been burned plenty of times, but that's a friggin' record right there, man. Yeah.
1: Andy, that should make you feel a little bit better about yourself. <laughs> If somebody, ever like has, like, if somebody ever gives you a hard time, they're like, wow, Andy, I can't believe you, you, you struck out with that girl. You'd be like, yeah, well, at least a cripple girl didn't get up out of her wheelchair and walk out on me. Like a,
2: a paraplegic did not regain feeling in her legs just to leave. <laughs> the room that i was
1: in there was a medical miracle that allowed her to break up with me and walk out on her own two feet not only that the atrophy in her legs alone would have made it almost nearly impossible for her to walk and she still walked out on me
0: and you know what happened he took all the credit for he's like i became a scumbag so you could walk again and what do i get from it nothing
1: uh daniel (laughs) oliver queen (laughs) <laughs> so yeah you know i think they say, in the day it's uh, flash
0: to answer your question <laughs>
1: yeah the flash okay all right andy do you have a favorite of the aeroverse or have you or do you watch any of these shows
0: um i'm still i'm still laughing about that <laughs> uh i'm think it reminds me of that thing uh where somebody said have you ever i forget what the reference was but it's like have you seen that movie it was i, I saw it on a plane it was so bad people still walked out <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy.
1: Uh... Oh, my God. What was the question? (laughs) Where am I right now? (laughs) What's going on? Oh, guys. So, okay. MC Brooks is like our... He's like our magical technician right now. He's sending us all this information. So he just texted me a picture of Jensen Eccles staring at the costume for Red Hood. Because many people have asked for quite some time for Jensen Ackles to play this role. They feel that he should be Jason Todd, that he should be the Red Hood. So maybe, just maybe. Oh, Jason's showing up. You said Red Hood. For a
2: second I was thinking the Red Arrow because they've had a couple different versions of of Speedy, you know, oh, yeah, uh, on, awesome. on the show. So when you said Red Hood, that was what I jumped to. I just realized what you're talking about. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Same that would go that would go hand in hand with the with Batwoman. That's probably going to come up with with her. That would be.
0: I
1: mean, I would be okay with this. I think that. The movie and he great. played. Uh,
0: he played Jason Todd in one of the uh,
1: Batman animated movies. So there's already was it, was it under the Red Hood. Was it that one? Yeah. So there's already precedent for this too. So I mean, he's familiar with the role. So yeah, I mean, that's that would be kind of cool. That one wasn't bad. I thought it was it... one of the best ones they did actually.
2: Like I always have a place for that one. That I hate it just because uh, Kevin Conroy wasn't voicing Batman.
1: So you're automatically. And, uh, now. So it's
2: like, so this is like at best a C minus already. Well, now Bruce, now I can start watching it.
0: <laughs> Bruce Greenwood, I think he still did a pretty good job as Batman. He, he, objectively, he did.
2: Yeah, like that. That's one of those things where it's like, dude, I grew up watching Batman the animated series. When you when I read a Batman comic, there is one voice that is coming out of Batman, and there's one voice that's coming out of Joker, and so hearing anything else makes me sad. Uh, But no, you're right. Objectively, he did a great job.
0: Well, I I can understand that because I kind of looking back, I really I really liked it. But John DiMaggio, uh, who played Bender in Futurama, voiced the Joker in that. And it's kind of hard not to hear a little bit of Bender when he's doing the Joker,
1: which. okay, side note here, guys. I don't know if you see it or not, but um, Rob Paulson, the guy who's the voice of Wacko on Animaniacs, does this really, really, really great podcast. For the Nerdist oh yeah he has, he has other voice actors come on and they read in their cartoon Talkin voices talking tunes yeah they read in their cartoon voices scenes from real movies so like at one point um, he's got John DiMaggio in there doing Bender but Bender is the voice of Hal from 2001 a Space Odyssey and it is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> like I laughed so friggin hard and, like, every every single time they do one of these, they're really, really funny. They do one where Seth Green does the voice of Chris from Family Guy as Anakin Skywalker from Revenge of the Sith. And he's like, no, I got, oh, God, I know, that's so funny.
0: I got my – the one that really sticks out to me, he did one where he had – because he was originally – the biggest voice he did for a long time was Raphael from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And – he had all the original Ninja Turtle guys do a podcast with them, and they reenact the scene from Seinfeld yes, where they're burning on for how long they can master.
1: the play. contest. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh god, it's so fucked up.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I'm actually I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I don't normally do this, but I'm gonna play Bender as Hal from 2001 a Space Odyssey.
0: So let's do well, uh, gonna... let's do uh, 2001. Okay. All right, Hal
1: so, 9000 as
0: Bender. Okay, great. Hal 9000 as Bender, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I want you to, to, uh, cheer the scene, so I'm just going to be, be me, me okay? okay? And I'll, I'll be Dave, Dave right? So I'm, uh, Keir DeLay, right? Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave,
1: I read you. <laughs> Open the pod bay doors, Hal.
0: I, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? Why, why? Well, I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me and I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. Oh, all right, Hal. Uh, I'll go in through the emergency airlock. Without the space helmet, Dave. Ooh, you're gonna find that rather difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Hal, I'm not gonna argue with you anymore. Open the f-ing doors. Hey, glad you don't yeah. bite my shiny metal. You son of a, <laughs> a. Dave, this conversation can never stop. You son of a. <laughs> a <laughs> Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: <laughs> oh oh <God>. man! <laughs> just, at one point, he steps all over his own line, but he he stays with it because he just goes, "You son of a bitch!" and just keeps staying in the bender voice, <laughs> and it's like,
0: oh, oh God, that. that. That almost killed me.
1: Oh God, guys! Seriously. How the hell did we get from the Arrowverse to that? <laughs> because John DiMaggio did the voice of the Joker in one of the cartoons. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's seriously oh. like watch watch those videos when you get a chance, because there's some Uh-oh. other ones that are just gold, man. Just
0: um, subscribe to Talking Tunes, man. It's yeah. actually a really good podcast. I wanna,
1: I'm actually going to try to reach out to Rob Paulson and see if there's any way we can get him on our podcast. I doubt oh, it because he's a big name, but like, it would be really badass if we could get him on here.
0: I would love that because I'm a huge fan of his.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: freaking he's go. actually – he's answered a couple of my questions on his podcast. He okay. said
1: my name. Nice. I'll see if we can get him on. Like, even if it's for, like, five minutes, like, who cares? Like, he's – Ah, and like the other, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? It's my podcast. I'll do what I want. I'm gonna do Seth Green as Anakin because that one's really goddamn funny too. I
2: just realized I spelled tunes T U N E S when I was searching for it. I am a very unintelligent person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So here's Seth Green as Anakin Skywalker from the uh, from the uh, tr- uh, tr- uh, tr- uh, from the Star Wars trilogy from Star Wars. Uh, Revenge of the Sith I'll just, I'll just go I'll do as Pinky I've always I wanted, wanted to do that ready. So then you do Okay here we go yeah. Here we go I'm going to read Let, Let go, her go Anakin Dramatic pause Let her go No,
0: no. Turn her against, against me, me. <laughs> 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 Oh my god This <laughs> is funny <laughs> 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 yes. No, you, now, you have, have done, done that, that yourself. yourself No, you will not take her from me <laughs> 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 Your anger Oh, oh you look, can, look at me. Okay. okay. Your, anger your anger and your lust for power Have already, already done that. that
1: Dramatic pause <laughs> you, you have allowed this dark lord to twist your mind Such as it is, mind, as it is until, until, now. until now Until you have become the very thing You
0: swore to destroy me, <laughs> <old one>. I <laughs> I said said you're a me, Obi-Wan. I see through the lives of the Jedi. I do not fear sure the dark, dark side you here to lie about peace <laughs> and freedom <laughs> and justice and, and security <laughs> of
1: my new <laughs> empire. <laughs> 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 oh, God, i you doing a genius for, for picking, picking this. this. All right. <laughs> Your new, Your new empire! do
0: make me kill you!
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did! <take it. laughs> On that note. Oh my god! <laughs> they're so good. There's so many of those that are so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw my, up. My <laughs> dog is looking at me like a am nuts! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Oh, I mean, we,
1: how do, where do we even
2: go from here? Like, what do we even do with our let's lives? Just, let's
0: just jump to the next geek sheet so
1: before we got? Like, we can't even, like, who cares? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Something about the pants
2: Spider-Man was wearing. Like, that's what we're bringing to the table.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> uh, All Spider-Man
0: right. and Superman are going goth. Yeah, yeah that was kind of the,
2: the, the jokes I was making in the, the geek sheets there was we were talking about men's wardrobes. Yeah, Spidey's got a suit. It's a thing. Everyone's freaking out. Um, it's all black except for the parts where it's not. Um, so like, it's it looks exactly like his homecoming thing, but wherever it was blue, imagine black, and you're seeing it in your brain now. Immediately, some people are like, Vam! And it, no, absolutely not. There's nothing to do with the symbiote in this at all. Um, but from the comics, there is some... Um, there might be some credibility to it being what's known as the big time suit. Uh, And that was a suit that was made for stealth purposes. So there's a version, like a mode where it's completely like soundproof. And there's uh, another version where it's, you know, like refracts light and he's invisible and soundproof, complete stealth. And there was another photo in addition to these set ones uh, where it was on location at a, the carnival kind of area where he's fighting Mysterio. And uh, he's up on a Ferris wheel, and it's like all black, like totally black except for the the white eyes uh, and the lenses. So a lot of people are like, oh, putting these two together, stealth mode, this is some version of the stealth uh, big-time suit. Uh, and I guess Tom Holland was on one of the late-night shows. Was it Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel? Kimmel. And he was wearing the suit and everything, so they're making a big deal about it, and why not? I mean, Spider-Man's awesome, his suits are awesome, why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, and like, the the fact that they're mixing it up a little bit is kind of neat, Um, and then we get to see Peter Parker's ingenuity and things that he's doing, but I mean, I guess he's still working with Stark and getting the Stark technology when it comes to this sort of stuff, correct?
2: Well, we don't know because I mean, there's a possibility there might not be a Tony Stark after Avengers four when this takes place. Oh God, yeah. Well, uh, so I mean, point. it could be something where he has the original Stark tech and him and Ned have messed around with it. Um, it could be something that that Tony did if he. We don't know if he survived, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I I don't imagine, I don't think that uh, what's his face uh, Robert Downey Jr. I don't believe he's set to be in the movie. So it would probably just be through dialogue if it was Stark.
0: Yeah, I don't I'm I'm kind of hoping it's just just Spider-Man and he's learned how to tweak his own suit by himself because it's it's about time Spider-Man had his own movie because he he had to share so much with other characters and Homecoming and Civil War and stuff like that. You know, it's high time he had his own movie, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so much Spider-Man content, too. Like, it looks like we're going to see a couple of different suits in this one as well. Uh, there are some set photos, and it looks like he's wearing uh, the noir uh, suit as well. Um, yeah, that's the that's the one I
0: think uh, Steve was just talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, because there's, there's just so many um, different ones. I'm just going off of, like, from our article. There's the one picture we have. But um, I'm looking at another one where he's wearing uh, what looks like to be the noir suit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we should see some, some pretty interesting stuff with this. And the rumors are that Robert Downey Jr. is going to take on more of a cameo role going forward in Phase 4, so um, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Maybe he won't be around. Um, maybe it'll be like an Obi-Wan sort of thing where we only you know hear, see him in flashbacks or as a Force ghost or something. So, Or well, I guess what they're saying is, is kind of like how we saw Captain America in Homecoming, where he's like, hey, kids, don't do drugs, that, that sort of thing, so...
2: Oh, that level of cameo. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. The other thing I was
2: thinking. Um... Oh crap! I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Damn it, Jamie Damn yeah. Spider Man.
1: It's always Spider Man's fault. Um, ah, it's. I, I'm really, I'm really interested to see how this Mysterio thing is going to play out too, because um, I know that he's one of your favorite villains. Actually, your favorite Spider Man villain. Um, and it looks like the suit that they're using in the movie, from what I can see, it looks like it is dead on. Like, everything that you're seeing from the suit, other than, like, the giant fishbowl from the pictures that I've seen uh, uh, from the set, it looks like his suit. Like, it has, like, the scaling and everything. It just looks it looks dead on.
2: Yes, and I remember what I was going to say, so I'll touch on that real quick and then get back to the point you just made. I was talking with my aforementioned from the last podcast, my buddy Jim, who is my go-to Spider-Man encyclopedia Uh, And we were chit-chatting because he was like, well, what about this suit? Where's the Iron Spider? Like, does he start with that or whatever? And I made the point, I was like, the Iron Spider suit got snapped. Like, there's no guarantee that thing's coming back at all. Um, When whatever characters make it back from being snapped in Infinity War, we don't know the methodology that they're coming back, and we don't know what they're going to be like. I mean, if they're in the Soul Stone, like some people speculate, it looked like little baby Gamora had some kind of like robes on or whatever. I don't I remember off the top of my head if it was the same thing she was wearing in that scene that the little girl version was or not. But I was saying like the iron spider suit might just be gone, dude. And if Tony Stark doesn't make it, there's no guarantee that anyone on Earth could make another nano suit like that. Um, so but anyway, back to Mysterio. Yeah, he's my favorite. I always thought he was a cool concept. And Hall, I think, could be fine. I'm very interested to see what version of Mysterio they go with. They obviously adapted the Vulture very well to be a little more modern, but still be the Vulture. And I expect they'll do the same with Mysterio.
1: I mean, so far, their their track record has been just dynamite when it comes to what they do with the villains. Like, I don't feel like they've done a bad villain yet in any of these, um, with the exception of um, kind of losing... Um, The actor underneath the makeup, and and that was really just with Thor 2 Dark World, um, because you had Christopher Eccleston as the main villain, and you didn't even know it was him, because he was just covered in makeup the entire time, so.
2: That's true. For a second, I (laughs) thought you were going to say, like, recasting.
0: Commander.
2: That one's one of those ones I hated at the beginning, and it's grown on me. It's like an album where you're like, really, this is what you did. And then you listen to it a couple more times and you're like, OK, I see what you're going for there. It's still not my favorite, but it doesn't get under my skin the way it used to.
1: Which one is this now?
2: The Mandarin.
1: Oh, yeah. Like and people got really mad about that. I actually thought it was a really innovative idea. Like instead of just going for this traditional way of doing things, they really kind of played up the whole concept of it. And I thought that was that was excellent. It was handled very, very well. For what was an otherwise kind of garbage Iron Man movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I love that one.
2: Because it's Shane Black, and I'm like, it's a buddy cop movie. That's exactly what it's
1: supposed to be. When I look
2: at it through that lens, I'm like, you nailed
1: it. I mean, it's the problem of how can you actually be better than the first Iron Man? Like, it's... It's it's kind of like that all of them as far as I was concerned like two was okay but it was nowhere near as good as one three was okay but it wasn't as good as one it was like I put two and three on the same same level like there there were great things about it but it was just okay Um, like the the best thing about the second one was the fact that we got Rhodes in the war machine suit Um, that was pretty cool and there was like that really touching moment where like he's always felt like his father hated him um, and that he didn't have a good relationship with Howard Stark. And as he's trying to find the cure for his disease, essentially, um, from the poisoning of the uh, of the arc reactor in his chest, like Howard Stark has that moment with him where he like looks at him and he's like, this is I did all of this for you. And I was just like, wow, damn, like that was that was really, really touching. So like, I think both two and three have some really like amazing moments, but nothing like they they just weren't as good as the first one.
2: I buy that. And I think Sam Rockwell. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, Sam is always great. Um, so, apparently, Michael Keaton is going to reprise his role as Vulture in the next uh, Spider-Man movie, too. And we'll see Nick Fury and Maria Hill in some capacity as well. So Interesting. They get around, man. For sure.
2: <clears throat> They're getting unsnapped there, too. See, we're just finding out more and more about Avengers
1: 4. Yeah, yeah. I just... Th- that's... I can't wait to see that movie. Like, I haven't... I, haven't, I have not anticipated a movie like this since... Um, probably last Jedi. Like I was really looking forward to last Jedi because, um, we were finally going to get to see what Luke was doing and same thing with the next Avengers. We're finally going to get to see what it, what happened and how they're going to fix it and if they're going to fix it or, or what the hell is going to happen. Like it, it's going to be really interesting and I'm, I'm excited for what is to come because honestly, I really want to see uh, captain Marvel too. I'm really excited about that movie.
2: Have you heard the alleged leaked trailer synopsis of Avengers 4?
1: No, I haven't.
2: Okay. I'm debating on whether or not that should be part of the Geek Sheets next week. Because it's not It's not certified, it's not like, hey, this is what it is, but it's very compelling all the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's always good talking points for us, for sure, so... Um. And it's, I mean, that's really what this is supposed to do. It's supposed to spark conversation and, and have us talk about the nerdy and geeky things that we love uh, so very much. Um, actually, now I kind of want to talk about it. Maybe we'll, <laughs> do we, do we want to tease it or do we want to save this for next week when uh, we do the Geek Sheets?
0: Mm, that's a good question.
1: Andy, you're our special guest. I'll let you decide.
0: I'd say let's save it.
1: Wow. Oh, look at that, man. I like that. I like that. I like that you're thinking forward, buddy. I appreciate that. So we will talk about this leaked trailer synopsis uh, for Avengers 4 on the next episode of The Geek Sheets, which the cool thing about The Geek Sheets is it's a two-part thing. So if that's all you like to listen to, if you'd like to listen to just our commentary on the geeky, nerdy news of the week— uh, there's a podcast stream just for that. Uh, if you look up uh, the Geek Sheets podcast, it's right there. It's on iTunes. It's on Google. It's on Stitcher, everywhere that you can find podcasts. But if you like listening to the whole GGR Pirate Radio thing, you can listen to that as well. That is available. Um, the Geek Sheets are on the Pirate Radio podcast stream as well. So for whatever your listening choices are, we got you covered. I think that'll wrap us up for the, for the Geek Sheets tonight. Um, when we come back, we're going to take a brief break here. When we come back, we are going to be talking a little bit more horror movies, because Mr. Andy Barsh has actually seen the new Halloween movie. So that'll be super exciting. We're going to talk about that a little bit. At 9.30, we are going to be joined by Mr. James Rambo. He was so inspired by your horror movie list, Andy, mine, and Vic's, um, that he wrote his own. Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then he's going to go into alternative um, horror media. So, like, games and comic books and... TV shows, those sorts of things. So we're going to be talking some alternative media when it comes to uh, horror genre. Uh, But stay tuned with us, guys. Uh, We will be back in just a few minutes. Let's see. What music are we going to leave the folks on? I think because there's a theme here with outfits of Superman and Spider-Man being in black, it only makes sense that a little ACDC back in black would be the way to end this episode.
0: Sounds
2: good. Couldn't agree more.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. That was beautiful. Guys, sub- subscribe on iTunes. It's uh, GGR Pirate Radio on Google. We're there too. My name is Mike Lunsford, and for Steve Monick and Andy Barsh, this has been GGR Pirate Radio's The Geek Sheets. production
0: juice bags <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy